This podcast is brought to you by NetBank. Whether you're thinking of starting a new business or growing your existing business, keep listening to this podcast for great tips on how to manage your business goals. Welcome to the Essential Guide for Small Business Owners podcast brought to you by NetBank. My name is Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. I am joined in studio by Thane Neiman, who is a finance and business advisor who wrote the Essential Guide for Small Business Owners. Thane, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Mudio. Good to be with you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm fortunate to have been involved with small business for nearly 30 years. I have a legal background, but finance and business is my thing. And in the last 30 years, I've dealt with seminars, done some radio, and I really enjoy doing the TV show It's My Biz with NetBank a couple of years ago. Mm. So for today, we're talking about registering my business. A good place to start is do I need to be a registered business slash company to actually start trading? Good question. So where do you want to end your business? Do you want to end it as a huge conglomeration of, of entities? Do you want to be a small business owner for the rest of your life where you only have one shop? Do you want to close your business when you retire or pass away? So it's, a, it's quite an important question to ask up front. And the short answer is you don't have to register a company or a trust to start a business or a co- co-op. Yep. In fact, one of the chapters in the Small Business Essentials Guide is a chapter that deals quite comprehensively with what you need to do to start a, a business. But you don't have to start a business. You can start as a sole proprietor. You can start as a partnership if you've got somebody that you're going into business with. Okay. So you've actually mentioned, you know, a couple of the different type of structures. What other structures are there and how does a person know which one is appropriate? So I need to talk to legal and financial issues when it comes to choosing an appropriate business entity. So, for example, there is a entity which is a company that provides you with legal protection. Yeah. So if you as a company are operating a business and your company causes harm to someone negligently, yeah. your personal assets are protected. Yeah. So that for me as a legal aspect is very, very important. And so a trust as well offers yeah. you the legal protection. And in the old days, I say old days, a good few years ago, <laughs> we had close corporations and there's yeah. still a few of those around that also offer legal protection. Your simpler entities are sole proprietors yeah. and partnerships. Yeah. But quite honestly, I would be very hesitant to recommend starting a large business as a sole proprietorship. You know, if you want to go and you're committed to a big business, then do the right thing and use a, a company yeah. or a trust yeah. or a combination of the two. Yeah. What are the costs that are actually involved or associated with the different structures? A sole proprietor, there are no costs. Yeah. You could start tomorrow, Mudiwa's bed and breakfast trading, you know, it's your, your personal name trading as a bed and breakfast. Yeah. You don't need to set up anything like that. If you go to the bank and want to open a special bank account, you could open a bank account in the name of Mudiwa's BNB. There's yeah. no problem. So there's no cost to starting a sole proprietorship. If you have a partner, I would advise you to have a partnership agreement. Yeah. But 
technically there's no cost to starting a partnership. Yeah. Your bank account, the same. You could have um, Mudiwa and Thane's BNB, and we'd both have signing powers on the bank account, yeah. but we'd both be responsible. Yeah. And legally, I'm very apprehensive about starting partnerships because of the legal liability side of it. So you left essentially with a company and a trust combination. So have a look at the guide. It will help you establish which of those is appropriate for you. And the costs are of a company that varies from region to region. As a guide for our listeners, I would say you're looking at probably around three to four thousand rand to start a company. Yeah. And if you wanted to start a trading trust, as it were, again, it depends on your your professional. You're probably looking at about five to six thousand rand. Yeah. But again, each region in South Africa has their own cost structure. So people in Gauteng will pay a little bit different to people in the Western Cape. And when I'm from the Eastern Cape, we might pay a little <laughs> bit even less. Now, one of the things you started off by talking about is you need to have the end in mind to decide the structure. But if a person has an existing structure, can you change that structure, perhaps graduate from a partnership to a company, for example? Fantastic question. So the short answer is yes, you can definitely change. Where you might find uh, you need a professional to assist you in this change is there might be tax implications. There might be VAT implications. There might be capital gains tax implications. So you want to talk to a professional advisor when you're thinking of changing your entity because very often you may find that you are in an entity that does not qualify for preferential tax rates. So your small business corporation, which could be a company or a CC, qualifies for small business tax rates and those are very, very preferential. So you might want to change your structure, but you don't want to save 10 Rand and and lose 100 Rand in tax. So speak to your professional advisor. The guide itself has got a couple of pointers in that regard. So have a look at the guide. And then lastly, you've already touched a little bit around it. Are there different business types and how are they treated tax-wise? Simply because are they all expected to pay tax from the get-go or do certain type of structures mandated to do so? Great question. So business owners operating as a sole proprietor will be taxed on the profits of the business. Okay. So you don't get taxed from the get-go. And a partnership is taxed on the profits of the partnership. So if you are a 70% partner and I'm a 30% partner, and we make profits, then I'll pay tax on 30% of the profits over and above, of course, if I'm drawing a salary out of that partnership. So as a business owner, you don't technically pay more tax than you would otherwise. Mm. A company has different tax structure in its own right. So if a company shows profits, they will pay tax at 28%. If they want to declare dividend, they will then pay more tax, which is another 20%. So there is a different structure. But if that company qualifies as a small business corporation, then the tax treatment is very different. And there is a certain threshold where that company won't pay any tax. So it's very important to establish whether you can be regarded as a small business corporation or not. So a, t- a, t- a trust will be taxed at a flat rate of 45% yeah. of its profits. But, and this is a big but, Mutiwa, a trust can distribute its profits 
to certain beneficiaries and then the beneficiaries will pay tax on those profits at their respective rates. Mm. Again, it sounds so complicated, but the best thing to do is to have a look at the guide and maybe just chat to your tax practitioner. So that's been it in this conversation about registering a business. This has been another edition of the Essential Guide for Small Business Owners podcast brought to you by NetBank. My name is Bior Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail, and I've been in studio with Thane Neiman, who is a finance and business advisor and wrote the book, The Essential Guide for Small Business Owners. This podcast was brought to you by NetBank. To download the essential guide for small business owners, search NetBank Small Business Services. See money differently. NetBank.